This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet, sponsored by our friends over at the Inked Marketing Team. Today, <laughs> welcome our friend uh, Randy Zimmerman from Arrow Comics and Indie Bolt and the Sunday Funnies podcast and the Morning Show and just about every other podcast on the planet. Oh, no, not everyone. No, no, no. I only go where I'm invited. Okay, so this three or four <laughs> <laughs> so uh welcome aboard to creators outlet and uh we're excited i'm excited to ask more questions about uh we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Indie Volt Revolt. I know it's uh, it's doing pr- pretty well right now and uh, tanking along. And I want to pop it right up there. And I really like that cover on the right with the... With the uh, the redhead kind of gives that like rocketeer vibe. Yeah. Hang on here. There we are. Yes. Yeah. That's by uh, Chris Scalf, who's done a lot of work for um, back when Dark Horse Comics had Star Wars. He did a few miniseries for them, and he's done mm-hmm. a lot of covers for a lot of other uh, magazines like G Fan and that. So. Oh, cool. Now he does um, commercial storyboards uh, for a living. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Frank Forte does that too, and yeah, once in a while he'll come out and do a couple of comics. Mm-hmm. And of course, that other cover is done by uh, comic book 
black belt uh, Russ. Only Ru Russ Leach, because only Russ can save us. Yes. That's yep. what I hear. Does all the only, time. only death can save us, which I keep real handy right next to the uh, right next to the uh, the board here. So yeah, Russ is amazing. Oh yeah, I talked to him uh, numerous times now because of uh, you know being being on CromCon and everything and uh, and a few other shows. Cool. So currently at one hundred and twenty one percent of goal. Yes. Up to uh, 37 backers and 53 days left. Yep. And once once those days tick down to zero, you won't be able to get this book anymore. No, it'll be done. Yep. We're only offering it for a short time. It's really our way of saying thanks to the Indie Vault radio listeners mm -hmm. and, and to folks who just love comics because uh, this is a collection of short stories, beginning, middle, and ends. Uh, a great uh, book of uh, reading all sorts of different stories, all sorts of genres from all sorts of people from all oh, all over the I, I can't say all over the world, but but from a lot of different countries mm -hmm. that uh, uh, also listen to the Indie Volt podcast. So we have uh, Internet radio and we get tens of thousands of listeners all over the world, majority of which are, are guys just like you and me that are sitting, you know, in their house or, or at their workstation. Uh, doing comics or doing art or, or staying busy, listening to us talk about comics. So. Yeah. I, uh, I try to tune in and if I'm, if I'm busy doing something, I can't, you know, sit at my computer like I am now. I've, I've got the app on my new tablet so I can, and that tablet gets, gets pretty damn loud. So I can, uh, I can just turn, turn it up on the tablet while I'm, while I'm working and, you know, going through boxes and, sorting stuff and you know crying over which toys i'm gonna sell uh <laughs> on, on the interwebs today but i really love that one i'm sorry captain america you're gonna have to go <laughs> yeah i know i do i do have a captain america i got i got a captain america and a, and a, a daredevil and a wolverine from the uh from the diamond select line ah. i sold my thor but i sold it to uh a friend of mine that I do another podcast with on Thursday nights, uh, OK Boomer, where we kind of like go back in time and uh, go through page by page on uh, books from Gold and Silver and Bronze Age. Oh, that's got to be fun, you know. Yeah. So I know I know he's not gonna you know turn around and you know sell it on eBay. The worst thing he's gonna do is he's going to dismantle it, take it out of the box, and play with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know he is. <laughs> You know, because I did, I did that. Uh, the Daredevil one was the one that I that I opened up because I had to review them for uh, Diamond Select Toys for mm -hmm. Ray Geekery, and I I made a gif and it made it look like he broke out of the box and was like trying to run away or something. <laughs> cool. So, how many pages is this book up to now? Right now, it's looking at about hundred and twenty-two. We get another 13 backers, and there's going to be at least another 10 pages added to it. Wow. So that's part of the fun of doing print-on-demand uh, publishing, is mm -hmm. that you can make this baby as thick as it needs to be. And uh, we're not afraid to, to give people. I really, want to, I really want to give people a value for their dollar. This is a, it's a $20 book. It's a flip book because um, I, I didn't want to put a back cover on it. 
And I had so many other people uh, sending me uh, so many great covers that it was like, oh, okay, well, you go in from one way, at least 60 pages, and then you, you can turn it over and there's another front cover and go in that way, at least another 60 or 62 pages. Oh, I used so. to love, I used to love the flip books. Yeah. Off of those old ACE double novels. Yeah. From and, way, way back when. And it, and a lot of times I didn't even know it was a flip book till I, you know, till I got home and started reading. I go, why is my comic upside down? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, 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 I go, Oh, it's a flip book. That's cool. <laughs> so then we, I can I can decide which cover I want to display. Exactly. Yep. That's the that's the whole idea. So we offer two different cover sets. One set has got that Russ Leach "Only Death Can Save Us" cover on it, mm -hmm. and then the the other cover to that set is Daphne Lage doing Mischievous, which is a character from Tales from the Anniverse, which is a book I was uh, co-created back in 1985. And then the uh, the other set is that Chris Scalf cover. We call it Jetpack Girl. And then on the other side of that is a Retro Ram cover. And Retro Ram was a character that was also in Tales from the Anniverse. And uh, that's done by Kirk Jarvin and Jason Moore and colored by Chris Hall. That particular cover is. Nice. And that ties into a, a, an important story that's in the book. Both volumes will have the same interior, obviously. But there's a there's a retro Ram story in the book that was plotted <clears throat> and kind of scripted by uh, Ralph Griffith that uh, he turned over to his writing partner, Stuart Kerr, and uh, uh, has layouts by Mark Bloodworth, who worked on Arrow Comics' uh, Night Streets book. That was his book. And then Jason Moore, who worked on The Dead with Ralph and Stu, did the finishes on it as kind of a tribute to Ralph, So, who's no longer with us. Now the, the entire book is really going to be dedicated to Ralph. Tim and him and Stu really started the idea of Arrow Comics. Arrow Comics, just despite what you might hear, um, everybody else wants to take that claim. But Arrow Comics is really the first creator-owned comic company where they were printing other people's books and they weren't interested in owning the creator rights for the book or any percentage of it. So they went through and and uh, and and printed uh, Susan and Mine's Tales from the Anniverse first, and then Ralph and Stu, uh, along with Guy Davis and Vince Locke, developed uh, the Realm and Dead World, and then Night Streets came in by Mark Bloodworth. Then Ralph did a superhero book called System 7, and that was really the first uh, incarnation of Arrow Comics. So they work primarily just as a freelance publisher. Yes. Yep. And here's the two cover sets. Yeah. And you can choose between one or the other or get both. Uh, there's a retailer tier in there also because we want retailers in on this. We're not trying to cut anybody out uh, from making some money. There's a, a retailer tier where you can get three of both sets at a good uh, wholesale rate so oh, that nice. they can they can turn around and sell it at their shop. The book's going to carry a $19.99 price tag on. Let's see. I'm looking at the two cover sets, and I'm like, mm -hmm. Now I gotta buy one of each. It's it's just great art. See, that's that's why I had to do it. And I figured I I had other people offer me covers, and I'm like, don't even show it to me, because I think two is enough. 
And if you show it to me, I'm going to want to do another cover set. And I think that that would just be too much. Yeah. And uh, as as I heard from another podcast this morning that you guys were on, uh, if you get X amount of more backers, uh, there might be a story from uh, Pops Van Zant with uh, Dustin and uh, a, a a very talented artist that they have. In yeah, line Pop, for it. Pop Pops is awesome, and he's one of comics, especially alternative and independent comics, greatest cheerleaders. And uh, he does the CromCon uh, once a month. I'm going to be on CromCon the first time ever this this next one coming up next this Saturday. I'll be on it. I think it's eight thirty at night. Oh uh, yeah, that's this weekend. Yeah. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You didn't have anything uh, that you planned on uh, streaming then, did you? Uh, no, I think I think um, my daughter's going to be here, so. Hmm. But I I will I will still be be in on it yeah but i won't be it my daughter's here I, I will not be doing you know the 12 hours a day thing right that that pops likes to do yeah like i said he's a he can be a madman at times absolutely but he's mm -hmm. he's great for comics you know it's it's always cool to have folks that have that twinkle in their eye and their their um willingness to to promote and he, he approached me and he goes, hey, you know, he saw that every 50 backers, we add more pages, more stories. And he goes, why, why don't you give me a high number? He saw that our our at our 150th backer, Varian Grant, who owns Indie Volt, has mm -hmm. promised, he's promised he's going to do a story. His wife's going to write it and he's going to draw it off of his character called Tipsy the Gnome. <clears throat> excuse me and uh, and pop says well why don't you give me 200 we'll get it up to 200 if it hits 200 i'll get my story in your book and i said okay pops that's that sounds good that'll be fun so as soon as soon as it hits the the tear for uh varian and uh indie princess's story mm -hmm. uh we we've got to keep you know tagging varian and posts you know ask him if the page are the pages done yet are exactly. the pages done yet yep we're going to have to start, uh, yeah, really prodding him along, make sure that that gets done. Because, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, as soon as the, um, like I said, as soon as the, the 60 days are hit on this campaign, I'm going to know how many pages the book goes, and I'll finish the print file. We'll get it to our printer. We'll get it done, get it out to folks. But right now, everything is uh, almost, I will say almost everything. There's one story still sitting out there that's uh, not in-house yet to complete this book and get it to the printer. And that'll be coming in here yeah, within so, the next couple of days. Yeah. So you're a couple of days away from being complete as the book stands right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is a nice big window, you know, the, uh, you got almost 60 days left. So, mm -hmm. you know, anything could happen. Yep. We, uh, you know, for you know, for all intents and purposes, we could end up with a nice big phone book for twenty bucks. That's the theory. Yes, that's that's well, that's the intention. Yeah. And we've been we just had our <clears throat> pardon me, we just had our second year anniversary at Indie Volt doing the podcast. Oh, and, happy uh, anniversary! Thank you. Well, it went from Varian and myself just goofing around 
you know, pretty much in our in a dark uh, corner of each of our rooms. If you go back, everything's all archived on YouTube. You can't get, you know, you can't get past it. Um, if you go all the way back on Indie Volt's page, you can see how goofy we looked and how, you know, really just um, you got to start somewhere kind of uh, mm -hmm. performances. Hey, how's your comics? My comics are fine. How's your comics? That kind of thing. Um, but over the two years, we, we've we've gotten to know what we're doing, hopefully. And well, pretty much. And we've really gained a lot of people on a regular basis have come through like Russ, like uh, Daphne, like J.D. Uh, Calderon, and uh, that, that have really become family. And uh, it, it became obvious to us that we're all doing independent and alternative comics, but nobody, a lot of folks that are talking to us or listening to us throughout the world have never really seen our work. So I figured we should all get everybody together, do a, a have everybody do a great, Little short story, nothing too taxing, but mm -hmm. something that they can really be proud of. You know, some of their their very best efforts, and and put them between a set of covers, and offer them to everybody out there to show them not just what we can do, but the capabilities of alternative and independent comics. Because this this has got a little of everything. It's got a little manga influence in it. It's got some funny animal stuff. It's got cartoony stuff. It's got serious stuff. Russ has got a, a seven-page story in it that fits into Only Death Can Save Us that nobody has seen before. That's in um, and, and The whole book's in black and white, but it really shows the power of the medium and, and that uh, we use a lot of different techniques. Every story is different from the other. Mm -hmm. and, and that way with it, with it being black and white, it, it, go, it stays in the roots of classic in, indie comics. Uh, I, yeah. I, I remember yeah. buying, you know, in, indie, indie stuff at my LCS, mm -hmm. you know, because I found I found that store when I was 15 by accident while I was skipping school. And I just, uh -huh. you know, I was walking by, you know, an insurance place and then I knew the pawn shop was on the corner. I was going to turn up the corner and, and come to the back of a Chinese restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I I noticed it like a half a block away, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is that a comic book store? Oh my god, a comic <laughs> book store!" And I turned around and I I haven't I haven't left, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 52 this year, and I've been going there since I was 15. Awesome. Uh, the original owner sold it to the uh, one of my best friends that's uh, that was the manager at that time, and. Okay. Uh, so now he is the owner. It's in a different. It's in a different location. They went from uh, Rhode Island to Massachusetts because uh, Rhode Island wanted, uh, you know, every everybody that was selling anything in print to uh, to charge tax, so they could make more money on that. Oof. Yeah. So we went to Massachusetts where there's there's no tax on uh, on periodicals. So oh, cool. And uh, been been there ever since. Nice little, you know, nice little small shop. They do some, they do some big events, and they have like a nice big parking lot to do the events in, mm -hmm. and uh, very supportive. They usually, they usually have uh, one or two indie creators at their at their free comic book day. Yeah, that they, you know, advertise uh, quite a bit on, and you know, produce some videos to to put up on social media, and you know, they they have they they. They get like all the local papers and everything else to promote the reading and you know have a have a good time. It was the first yeah. thing I did after I after I got out of the hospital from 
from the coma and being in a rehab hospital for two years, the first thing hmm. I did was go to an event at my local comic book store. There you go. Yeah. You know, and you know, it was a blast and a bunch of people came by and friends came by that knew I was going to be there. He goes, you, you couldn't think of any place else to go. I go, Nope. <laughs> I go, this, this is where I'm at home. Well, right after my divorce from my first wife, I, I got into uh, involved in retailing and I retailed there for about 10 years. I met my current wife while I was retailing at, at a comic shop. And uh, she come in and, and she read books. One of those at that point, it was a rarity to have a, a, a girl walk into a shop, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, she got noticed, you know, walking in. And every week she'd come in looking nicer and nicer and nicer. And we started she struck up a conversation with me. We got to talking and and we went out for a date. And then we've been together ever since. That was a, like 30 years ago. But uh, yeah, comic shops are incredible. magical. Yeah, magical. <laughs> well, there's this. I I feel there's something special about comic shops. You go in. There's there's a whole bunch of people that just love comics, mm -hmm. and you can't go. You can't get in and out in in you know five minutes. You know, no no matter how many times you tell your wife or girlfriend, I'm just gonna run in quick, grab my books, I'll be right back. Right. And like two hours later, you know, she's leaning on the horn of the pocket lot because I go, well, I haven't seen these people. And they started talking to me. And I'm not, I'm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> you know, so it's it's uh, well, at least now I have a very tolerant wife who who knows the, the industry is familiar with the business. And yeah, literally, we've we grew up together in in comics. So. Well, she knows where she got you, so... Uh, yeah. She knew the job was dangerous when she took it, Fred. Yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us about uh, some of the creators and uh, what they have going on in this book. Yeah, I was asked this morning, and I was, like, searching. Uh, who, do we, who do we talk <laughs> about first? We talked about Russ already. Russ's story in there, uh, I swear, is, looks like a cross between Dave Gibbons and Gil Kane. And it, it takes place in a bar, and it involves the horseman uh, war. The sliver that we're looking at here is about a third of a full-page illustration that was done by Emily Zelasko. And it's actually based off of a Norse poem involving Odin. That's why there's a crow hanging on the, uh, the guy's shoulder. Oh, nice. And it's, uh, it, it's a brilliant piece. It's nine pages long. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, back when I was doing a, I did an independent comics and entertainment paper here in the local Michigan area. I went to a convention one time and saw Emily's work, and Emily's work was at that at that point really cartoony looking, and very slice of life. So she did a strip for the paper that she allowed me to print called Piece of Cake, that uh, that was a nice cartoony slice of life strip. So when it came time to do Revolt, and she had uh, she had been on the show a couple times, and was, it hangs in the chat pretty often, uh, I, I mentioned, hey, would you like to do a story for us? She goes, well, what kind of story? I say, any kind of story that you want to do. She says, well, I was thinking of doing a story based on an old Norse poem. I said, do it. It'll be fun. And then she turns in the, this piece, and, or the, this nine-page story, and it's beautiful, detailed, just unbelievable work. Uh, undeniably, the the uh, just top notch, 
just top-notch work. And that's only like a third. Up above that is are all the branches of the tree. Well, you can't see it from there because I just I used a sliver. But um, up above that's the branches of the tree. Down below that is this intricate root system. And then it's framed by that um, uh, Celtic frame that you see there. And then that sliver, the, the sliver up above that is another full page. That's just a piece of a full page picture that Eric Hodson does, did. And Eric does a, um, a strip on Webtoons and Tapas called The Dreaded Dinosaur Man. And in this book is the secret origin of The Dreaded Dinosaur Man. Oh, cool. And it's, it has never been printed before. He's eventually going to get uh, uh, the, the Dreaded Dinosaur Man strips all together in print. But right now they're all available up on Webtoons and they're being serialized up on Tapas. But this is the origin story for that character. Well, I love it already because I used to, uh, I used to read the uh, the I used to read and collect the Technoverse there, mm -hmm. and uh, my favorite book out of that line was uh, the Technophage, which looked you know looked like this, like the T Rex head, and you know, in more of the human body, like you know, in armor, and yeah. you know, a lot of magic stuff going on. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought the idea of that was like really cool. So on oh, Eric, is amazing. And another amazing artist, you know, that uh, he's been on the show a lot. In fact, he does a Monday night show on Indie Volt uh, called It Came From Webtoons, where he talks about digital strips. And he wanted to do that. Um, he wanted to do that podcast because he thought that the digital uh, strips, especially a lot of people up on Webtoons, were just not being seen. So he has a creator from uh, that does a webtoon or a tapas strip on uh, on every episode, and they talk about their strip. Well, that that's good because, I mean, you know, from talking to you know various other creators, and you know, once we got to uh, ask Tyler why he canceled his <laughs> successful campaign to uh, yes. to go webtoons. Yep. And, and we got it, you know, we got into all that. Plus, uh, Warren Brown has his first strip up, Sig and Joe, mm -hmm. on, on Webtoons Canvas. And he's he's a regular on, on this show. He's gonna he's gonna come by and we're gonna take a look at a at a new chapter that he puts up. So like every couple of weeks we have him on to to check up the new one to shine a light on on some of his work because his his art is amazing and He's a he's a colorblind artist, which is something you don't see every day. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's cool though. So I, I I like I like the idea of that, especially you know, how do you get a younger generation into reading comics? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, webtoons, cannabis, tapas. Yeah. You know, because you know, I know from having a daughter that's about to become a teenager this year. Ugh. Uh, that, I've had I've had two, so oh, I can laugh at that. Uh, that you know, it takes an act of God to get them to put down their their iPad for you know thirty mm -hmm. seconds. Well, I have granddaughters now that are exactly like that. Oh, their yeah. their punishment is to take the uh, their phone away from them. Yeah, yeah. If my daughter acts up here, I I just pull the cord out on on my uh, on my Wi Fi. Yeah, there you go. And then listen to them scream. Yeah. What am I going to do? It's like th 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 there's books all over the place. Read, read a book. Read a book. 
Yep. I don't want to read a book. Good. Then it's a perfect time to clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I had the granddaughter. Granddaughter's just learning how to read. And I've got the uh, the uh, monster omnibus, monster bus that mm -hmm. Marvel printed of uh, of Kirby's that's got Groot on the cover. And it, she's looked at it a hundred times. And she's, like I said, she's just now figuring out how to read. So it's like, can you read this word? And she finally sounded it out and realized it was Groot. You should have seen the expression on her face. It's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, is that Groot? <laughs> I am Groot. That's what Groot used to look like when he was first created. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Nothing like that, though. You see that spark, you know, and, and we'd mm -hmm. see it when I was retailing. That that was always the, the fun part of selling comics is to get somebody in there and, and, and to have those discussions like you were talking about and watch the excitement just just grow because people are that into their character. Yeah. Uh, or, or the book that they're buying. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it. You know, when the kids come in on, on free comic book day and uh, they, they tend, you know, as much as they'd love to come by uh, my LCS on my LCS, it's not really mine. It's just the one I go to. We know, uh, we know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, you know, free comic book day, they, they love coming by even more on, on how for Halloween comic fest. Cause they know, they're, they're not only going to, you know, see some cool, creepy stuff. And uh, my friend's son is now 18 and he's been obsessed with Halloween since he was seven. Hmm. Uh, so now he works for, uh, you know, season seasonally, he works for uh, Spirit Halloween. There you go. Yep. And all he wants for birthday and Christmas or anything else is a gift certificate for Spirit Halloween so he can just buy more and more stuff. <laughs> There's like a 0.001% of movable room in, in in this boy's bedroom. Everything else is like displays and animatronics and wow. Yeah. You know, so That's so uh, needless to say, uh, around the ho Halloween time, uh, we've got a great horror display. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Only, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the kids know they're going to get like a little, you know, bag of candy and stuff. And, you know, so they're, so they're happy. Uh, we got we got a kick out of it. Uh, one one year, uh, uh, this couple brought their their twin children that were like about four and a half years old. And uh, little little boy dressed as Batman and the little girl dressed as Robin. And the, and they were in like one of those motorized, like drivable uh, Batmobiles. So they were like they came up the sidewalk and and drove into the parking lot, parked in front of the door, jumped out. Is there candy? <laughs> yes, Batman. This candy. <laughs> cool. You know, but just just seeing their eyes like light up when they you know. Mm -hmm. You know when they when they get to get you know a couple of free comic books and and they're looking at like all the different characters and stuff. Oh yeah. You know it's. You know. You know it's it's how I got tricked into reading. I know yeah. I know I know from talking to Varian that's how he got tricked into reading. Mm -hmm. You know he he thought he was one up and little did he realize. <laughs> well, I was raised in a very religious household, and. Mm -hmm. uh, Comics literally kept me sane during during my youth, all the way up until I got out of the house. 
So, and then even, even after that, I just kept going. There's just nothing else that I wanted to do. I went through, went through school, I went to skill center through commercial, uh, through a trade school in commercial art. And I uh, learned all of the tools that nobody uses anymore uh, for, for comics like Zipatone and Rapidographs and all of that. And mm -hmm. uh, just took right to it. You know, there, there, there just wasn't anything else I wanted to do. Everything else has just been to pay bills. But uh, comics, I, comics I always, with love. I always had, you know, at least one or two friends that were like, you know, very talented, you know, drawing. And, you know, I, I couldn't draw a stick, stick figure. I draw a stick figure. It comes out looking like a busted Mr. Potato Head. Well, see, anybody that tells me that, and I used to teach cartooning after school also because it's so much fun to do. Um, it, I, I always point out Matt Fazell's Cynical Man to them. I printed that in the paper for years as well because matt is a genius with stick figures if you've never seen cynical man it's an amazing strip he tells a whole he tells whole stories with stick figures i haven't seen that but at one of the boston comic cons i went to because the only thing i would do would be to hang out in our that's what i do at any convention is go like basically straight to artist alley yeah and you know i'll look over the top of some of the tables and you know through the uh you know through the peepholes basically mm -hmm. and you know if i see something you know that catches my eye from one of the vendors i'll go over and check out what they got but um so like one of the one of the very first uh boston comic cons i went to uh you know i, I met a bunch of you know name name guys and you know sure. people that i looked up to and stuff and thought that was cool but they they had like the entire back back row and wrapped around to uh the left side of artist alley were all indie guys yeah so i i just found a whole bunch going through like my collection uh cuz i'm 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 flipping through trying to find that stupid west coast avengers 45 so i can sell it in a hurry and uh <laughs> i know it's going to be in the last friggin box that i look in so right and I'm I'm through about half of the boxes that I have, so I've got like close to a hundred hundred or so boxes. So mm -hmm. I've been through about fifty of them. But I found, uh, and I always have them sign the books to me because I'm like, you know, I'll look through and if I, you know, if I get along with them and I like, you know, I like their story and they they tell me, you know, how how the how the book developed and what they're hoping for. I'm like, you know how much and i'll give them you know if they say three bucks you know i'll give them at least a fat you know a fin and you know be like nope keep that put it in the tip jar you're gonna need a coffee it's gonna be a long day and go. uh so i got a book from uh, a creator uh called stick man yeah and uh i'm like i i always thought that was cool i reread it again the other day and i've got like a couple of the books from that from indie, indie guys from from that show as well as a uh, a couple uh, a creator that was one of the guys that used to go to like the local you know printing shop, print it off, cut cut all the pages and staple them together. Yeah, you know, just just to get you know just to get the work out there because right. I mean you know even back in in the in the early two thousands it was ridiculously expensive to try to you know. Yeah, print, print your indie books. Yeah, Matt was also the the master of mini comics. He could take an eight and a half by eleven, 
piece of typing paper and fold it and uh, trim it and turn it into a comic book, sell it for a buck. Yeah, I've got I've got two of the mini ones, and then I've got one like that's just like a, a regular size, you know, an almost almost like spot on to like you know an American size comic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and I'm like, I still got those, and I'm like. You know, the most I might do is, you know, I might I might do a give, giveaway and give away like one that I have a double of. Mm-hmm. But other than that, other than that, I'm like, no, no. You know, I'm like, I never thought I would be selling my own comics, but yeah, I'm like, there's certain things that you know I will never sell because I I grew up seeing you know when I was like three years old seeing. Adam West and Burt Ward, all colorful on the on the screen, and Cesar Romero is the Joker, and sure, yeah. and that you know that became you know that be, that led me to uh, my moniker on on Twitter and Instagram of uh, of Joker fan and my uh, my my Joker leather jacket that's only I brushed from a from a buddy of mine, and you know. I'm I'm still waiting for my two favorite villains from Marvel and DC to come together hmm. in like one of those tri- you know do an old fashioned like treasury book yeah you know with a, with a Joker and Doctor Doom team up together <laughs> yeah that would be interesting <laughs> <laughs> it's like will Doom kill Joker or will he just blow his own brains out in the process. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can see the cover now of him holding him up by his, his neck. Mm-hmm. Doom holding the Joker up, the Joker laughing. That would be hilarious. That would, that would that would be a good seller. Yeah, it's got you know two two of the uh, two of the greatest uh, villains from uh, the mainstream books, at least. Oh yeah. Yep. Now I understand uh, we got a little sin killer action going on with Marv V. We do. Yep. We get to show some of that off in black and white. And when you see it in black and white, it looks incredible. And then if you're a friend of Marvie's, you see it in color. It's like a whole different dimension. The exact same artwork. And Marv's using a very uh, controlled palette on his colors on that book. And what he's doing in, in both black and white and in color is just incredibly unique. Just beautiful stuff. Oh, his his artwork is amazing. Yeah. Yes, you it know, is. I be I became a fan of his as soon as I saw his artwork uh in one of the first Crom Cons I was helping out with. And uh of course I subscribed to his uh to his channel. Yeah. He got he he got all shocked. He had like one subscriber one day and the next day he went and checked and he had like a dozen people up there. Yeah. So you know, yeah, now. he's he's great. He is. It's a lot of fun printing his uh, his work in this. Yeah, because he's got the, he's still got that. He's he's still got like a a great excitement for uh, for the industry. Yes. Well, all of us, a lot of us, most of us, really do. We're like kids doing this stuff. This is what we love to do. That's why mm-hmm. you you can see the you can see the love come out in the work. Oh yeah, like like. For example, that the Emily Zelasco piece that I was telling you about, I wasn't expecting that. It come in, I was expecting like a slice of life cartoon strip or something. And here comes this beautifully etched uh, piece of art. It's just incredible. You know, 
uh, we get Jake Twister from the the Netherlands. He contacted. We we, we were talking. Uh, he was talking in the chat originally. We had him on a couple times and says, "Hey, I draw. I I do this stuff over here while, while I'm listening to you. I'd like to put a story in the book." And we're like, "Well, mm, you know, okay." And then uh, he sent some uh, roughs over, and they were, or we saw some of his work was what it was off camera, and we're like, "Holy, you know, you you really need to be part of this book, dude." And so he's he sent over some roughs for a, a Detective Ted Tired story, and it's cartoony looking. And we're like, well, you know, this will be a great addition to the book. And then when it comes in, if you want to scroll down a little bit more here on that campaign, uh, I used a little sliver off of his story, too, where he shows a car blowing up. That's just amazing. Just amazing. Look at that. Right, right out of Sin City. That's what it looks like. Just yeah. incredible stuff. Look at his use of blacks on that, and that um, just just the the stark the, the explosion's just incredible. The car's blowing up. Turn off your lights. Exactly. <laughs> just great work. The the every story in this is is top notch. I can't talk po more positively about it if I tried. Oh yeah. And then again, if you scroll down a little bit, I, I had a, a a friend of mine that I've also printed in the uh, in the the newspaper comic, local guy, that that was doing kind of a serial story. It was so it, it it was good, and he had he had gone on and done after the the newspaper. I, I closed the newspaper down after hundred issues. We ran into the Flint water crisis, and the the paper was uh, advertiser supported, so we had to um, the the mom and pop uh, stores just lost all of their advertising revenue. Mm -hmm. So and he went off and did some other things, and then I'm up on his on his page, and I'm looking at a story he did in kind of a Miyazaki tribute, and I said, "Dude, you got to let me print that story. You got to let me put that in the book." We've had him on the show a couple of times. His name is uh, Josh Harris, goes by J.R. Harris, and um, just look at that that plane is just amazing. It's very reminds me a lot, and one my favorite manga, one of my favorite mangas is Miyazaki's uh, Nausicaa. And oh, that yeah. just that just screams it right there, just incredible work. Then the story was real good and solid. It was a good self-contained story. It's an eight-page story called "The Traveler's Desire," and it was it, it just amazing to print. You know, can't wait to see it all in in the book. When I when I saw the guy kind of like in the gunnery position on on that ship, the first thing I thought of was the. Uh... The zombie World War II scene from the old heavy metal movie that uh, a very young Rusty Gilligan oh. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this this looks amazing. This look and, I, you know, just looking at the plane, I'm like, so how did that thing take off? <laughs> <laughs> Probably in probably in reverse. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's it. Oh, uh, I gotta I gotta read this because it just looks so cool though. It is. Yep. But it's it's fun putting it together. It's again, it's it's what I love doing, and I package books and and uh, newspapers like this for decades now. 
So, mm-hmm. like I said, the the print file. I every time I get another story and I play with the print file, and now I'm I'm to the point now where I'm like going to go. Well, let's see how many backers we get. Every fifty backers, we'll probably add another ten pages, and then we'll see how big it is. And however big it is, it, that's how big it'll be. And we'll send it to the printer, and everybody will have a great big volume of comics to read. Yeah, because I I know. Uh... I know I saw I saw uh, Rush, Russ and Glenn on a on another podcast the other mm-hmm. night, uh, and they were they were talking about the uh, I think you were on it too the talking about the uh, the black and white volumes from Marvel and DC. Oh yeah, the, the showcase and the yeah. essentials, and how those are getting hard to find now because they're altering the art from those books and you know. Well, they- they always were when, when they first, there's always some little touch up here and there, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the thing with the, like the essentials, when the essentials went through and reprinted the old black and white magazine material, they were taking the essentials and putting them into bookstores. And some of that old black and white magazine material had flopping breasts running rampant because it, they weren't meant for all ages. They were meant for, you know, an older audience. So they've since gone through and drawn bikinis on all of those, uh, all of those open, uh, open breasts. Which is, you know, I, I, until I saw that podcast, I had laughed at a guy online who was selling a whole bunch of like the Marvel Essentials and a few of the DC showcases and, you know, wanted like 25 to 50 bucks an issue. Yeah. I go, 25 or 15 they retail for 16.99 i can usually buy them for like five or ten dollars on sale what happened and then i then i you know saw the podcast and you know how how a lot of people and uh, you know a lot of you know other creators are are trying to get those so they have like reference material yeah like the original art and uh to study like you know the line work and and inking and and everything else and i'm like Cool. So while I was unpacking boxes, I uh, I found the first three volumes of uh, of Aquaman. So I was I was happy about that because he's cool. You know, one of my favorite heroes, probably because I can't swim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those volumes, just look at what's in that. There's some oh, phenomenal yeah. Ramona Fredon in there. There's some mm-hmm. probably some Jim Aparo. That probably oh, yeah. goes up through Aparo's stuff at least. Oh yeah, I, I love Aparo. Just, I, oh yeah, I, 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 am a huge I, fan I grew of up on now. I grew up on Neil Adams and, and Jim Farrow yeah. because you know Neil had gone on to other stuff and you know left the Bat books in in DC behind and I think hopped over to Marvel at that time and mm-hmm. uh, you know so I was growing up you know reading you know Jim Aparo you know yeah on both Batman and Detective and even. Oh, it's Brave Even, and the Bolds. That you, that run he did on yeah. Brave and the Bold is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell I tell everybody all of the uh, artists that that I run into. You you know the the one thing that Aparo taught me was sound effects. And you wouldn't <laughs> think you wouldn't think about it until you sit there and you really look at how he did it. But uh, Aparo was a machine, and he oh, would yeah. incorporate those sound effects right into the art and blend the letters together. Just amazing. Just some beautiful work. Him yeah. and Don, him and Don Martin, sound effects. There you go. Oh yeah, the Kings. Yes, in my opinion, absolutely. I had I had become friendly with a uh, a uh, a comic original art dealer. 
Okay. And I I helped him out at his booth in, in Boston one time. Hmm. Or at least claim to be helping him out. Yeah. And, you know, because that way I got in for free. You're just and, fighting to keep the drool in. That's what it is. Yeah, keep I was. Drool off the art. Don't drool on the art. Yeah. And he he knew I was a, I was a big Jim Aparo fan. And mm. so he used to come by the bar that I worked at. He goes, can you come out in the hallway? I got something to show you that I just picked up. Ah, yeah. And, you know, he, he turns around and, you know, he shows me, you know, an original Phantom Stranger cover. Oh man. With the with you know, you know, all the titles, you know, taped on it, and you can see sure. like the the white out from mistakes and everything. And oh I'm yeah. Like, Heck yeah. I'm like, oh uh-huh. and uh then at the at the show he's like he goes, Oh, I, I, I know you love Kirby. I go, Who doesn't? And he's like, he goes, well, I got something to show you over here. And he brings me over and Kirby did all the all the original des- designs for uh, Kenner's superpower collection for, mm-hmm. uh, for DC. Yes. He had the original black and white, like huge jam piece with every single DC character that was going to eventually be in the toy line. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been awesome. And I just look at him. He goes, what's the matter? I go, I don't know whether to hug you or punch you in the face. Yeah, that's a museum piece right there. I got yeah. a buddy. Got a buddy who goes around to the shows. Dan Frazier's his name, and he collects a lot of artwork from a lot of big people. He's had uh, George Perez do all these phenomenal uh, character uh, fighting character drawings, and it's all you know Marvel characters fighting DC characters. He had such a big collection. He wanted to put it together in a book, but the big companies wouldn't let him do it because it had the characters intermingling. Yeah. It's just some unbelievable, and he would walk by with a sketchbook, and he'd like look at me and drop a ske- drop a sketchbook on my table, and and you know point at it and tell me to look through it, and every every page was just jealousy, 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 just constantly, and and the stuff that he had is just mind boggling, incredible stuff. Yeah, I know it's 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 just crazy. I I I get excited when I when I get like. An old, you know, some an older comic find for a series that I, you know, fell in love with the creator for, like mm-hmm. uh, Mike Grell's John Sable Freelance. There you go. Yeah. I just uh, last week I scored uh, a John Sable Freelance brick from issues one to thirty-seven of volume one. For oh 20, wow! For twenty bucks. <laughs> How did you do that? <coughs> guy just guy just put it up and I'm like guy needed to move it, huh? Yeah, you just put it up in you know, you just put it up in the auction and I'm like mine. Oh, that's that's <laughs> awesome. There's some stories there, some good solid uh you know, because phenomenal solid here, reading. I, I've got a I've got a brick of uh, another creator that I that I really like. I got a I got a brick of uh scout from Tim Truman. Yeah. Wow, well, volume one, and it, it even—I got it from my my local comic shop. Uh, I got it on like a super sale. I think I paid like you know twenty bucks for it. And who and who like younger than us would would know what that character was even about? Uh, nobody, you know, they just stumble. What what's this book? You know, yeah, but yeah, again, some phenomenal reading, just classic stuff. It's even it's even got that uh, the scout uh, 
guide to new America mm -hmm. book in there. And I'm like, well, you know, we might need this in a couple of years now. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not, but we'll Ho see. Hope hopefully not. Cause you know, I'm having too much fun, you know, yeah. discovering toys. I forgot I bought and, uh, you know, getting, getting comics in the mail and stuff from my LCS. Mm -hmm. I just need days to be 48 hours. So I, I have enough time to, you know, read, read <laughs> at least five or six comics a day on I top can't. of everything else I'm doing. Right. Yeah. I hear you. I know I got, I got stacks. Uh, Daphne Lage uh, refers to them as uh, book poops, <laughs> book poops all over the house. Oh yes. <laughs> I have, uh, I have like two end tables that were my uh, grandmother's. They're the old like dough boxes. Yeah. And I've got, I've got one next to my recliner and this four comic poop stacks. Mm -hmm. And they just get bigger every day. Yeah. Like the last box I went through today, I found uh, some prestige volumes and a couple of trades. I go, I put these right in a box. I never read these. They got to go over there. I got to read these books. They look awesome. Yep. And then yeah. he just, you know, made the stack bigger. I'm like, geez, I got a stack of new books from from my from my LCS about two months ago. I haven't read a single one yet. Mm -hmm. But I've been reading back issues. <laughs> the wife has two stacks next to her bed. The ones that aren't filled totally that that she doesn't have all of the episodes in order to get the complete story and the ones that are ready to be read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've got, you know, I know some people with, uh, you know, crowdfunders complain that, you know, sometimes that they get, they get too much swag with their stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, and you know, as much as I like looking through it, I don't know what to do with it afterwards. Uh, I hear talking you. To, I'm talking to you, Brian Polito. Uh, mm -hmm. But I love the bookmarks because I've got like eight bookmarks around my recliner in my in my TV area. Mm -hmm. I got them in, uh, you know, you know, honest to goodness, real you know, real books, prose prose novels, sure. <laughs> real books, real books. <laughs> You know, like Mike, Mike Barron would say, yeah, yeah, real books, real books. And, you know, so I bought I bought the uh, the Alan Moore biography that he had, you know, had somebody else write for him mm -hmm. um, probably about 20 years ago. Uh, and I read it like a madman for about six months mm. on and off. And I only got like halfway there. So I'm like still halfway there. But mm. now I'm like. It's been so long and I was in a coma. So my nut, you know, that and getting older, the, the mind isn't quite what it used to be. I might have to start that one over at the beginning, even though I'm in the middle and I've got a, I've got a couple of comic book based, uh, you know, novelizations that I got from the old sci-fi book club when it was around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, out there and, you know, a few trades and, you know, a couple of prestige issues and a couple of back issues. So I, I got like, you know, close to a dozen bookmarks. I'm like, I don't need a table next to my recliner. I I need a bookshelf next to my recliner. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I I yes, Daphne. I, I, 
I might be in uh, competition with uh, with Randy for the amount of book poops around the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's crazy. What are some, what are some of the other uh, big highlights like uh, the uh, mischievous story? Just because that's my favorite cover. And speaking of Daphne, yeah, yes, Daphne Lays. She sent that to me uh, when we were talking about doing the book, um, going around inviting people, especially people that we consider to be family that have been real regular uh, contributors to the Indie Vault podcast. Uh, I mentioned to Daphne, I'd love to get a short story from you. And she said, well, you know, okay, think of something. And I said, well, you know, if you wanted to do mischievous, a mischievous story, um, I wouldn't be, uh, uh, you know, that would be really cool if you wanted to do that. And it was just instantaneously, she answered, yes, okay, done. You know, I'll do that. And uh, JD sat down and wrote it and she drew it. It's an eight, eight page mischievous story in it. And then she sent that cover along with it. Well, it wasn't a cover at the time. It was an art piece because mm -hmm. she loved the character so much. Here's an art piece to go along with it. And I'm like looking at it. I was looking at it for a couple months and going, that's a cover. That's really a cover. And she also sent another piece that nobody has seen yet that uh, is is uh, patterned after the, the good, the bad, and the ugly movie poster that's got Chevious and Ganda in it. I'm oh, not sure oh. if that's going to hit the book or not, but if I have an open page... It's going to be there. So a nice pinup page. A nice, uh, yeah. It's just a, a, a fun piece of art, all all on its own. Hey, Hex Allen. Hex Allen. I I can see you know once I get the book in of you know mailing you know one of my copies around to uh, to various people to have them sign it and then just send it back to me. Oh, well, good luck because shipping is pretty crazy uh, when you get outside of the country. So, yeah, um, I, I, that's that's something I would love to have, but we'll probably never do. <laughs> but uh, that, well, I know I know there's a lot of people, we, you know, we can't do that. Obviously, you know, Marv's in Portugal and uh, Russ is in England. Uh, yeah, Glenn is in Glenn is in Manchester, England. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Howdy, Glenn, Hex Allen. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, the uh, the the UK shipping is Jake, Jake's in the Netherlands. Yeah, yep it's 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 pretty insane. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm like, uh, just tie it to a carrier pigeon and hope for the best. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it'll probably get there better too. Never know. I I consider myself lucky that that I got the uh, death can save us from Russ. You know. Uh, yeah, he got that mailed out all right. Yeah, I want I wanted to get one of those, and I'm like, oh, uh, you should have. Yeah, I know it's. He might offer it again when he does a second book. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for the the catch up tier because I but, just didn't, I just didn't have the money. But, you know uh, what? You know what else we're doing, and I don't want to discourage you at all from picking up that volume because it's great. But one of the th first things Arrow Comics is doing for the direct market is we're taking. Russ actually is taking Only Death Can Save Us and putting it down to 32-page books so that the, it'll be uh, three parts for every book out. So the current book that's out there now will be the first three issues mm -hmm. of, uh, of Only Death Can Save Us. We'll have that available for the direct market in August. 
So we'll be uh, going through. Yeah, Russ is a solid dude. He is uh, excellent. He's really a great guy. Um, and we'll be doing, we'll be offering that through Liberty Distribution. Liberty's been picking up steam. And we're hoping that by August, they're going to have a huge list of retailers that'll be uh, on their list and, and open for uh, available product. And then I just got to find one of the many shops around me that uh, will uh, will get in on this so uh, so I can just be like, yeah, just put that in my box and uh, mail it to me when I pay you. Yeah. And the cool thing about Liberty uh, that Varian has started, it's Varian's company, he's got a buyback program as well. So if you pick up five books uh, from Liberty and you only sell three, you don't want the other two sitting in your shop, he'll take them back in and trade them for another two. Yeah, I, I I get to talk to him about that, and I'm like, I go, that's like a, a great idea because there's there's only like a couple of other companies that that you know allow you to do that. I think yeah. uh, Boom is Boom is one of them, and I'm like, what drives me crazy is you get like uh, you know up around me we have uh, you know New New England Comics and a couple couple other mm -hmm. stores that that get books. Um, and you know, they're music stores and they carry, you know, comics in in a corner in the, in the back of the store. Yeah. But you know, all their stuff is a hundred percent returnable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would you let, you know, a big retail chain return everything from you and you won't let the, you know, the local comic shops, the, do it. the local, the local comic shops that, you know, yeah. have gotten you here to, uh, you know, to do the same, mm -hmm. you know, you know, not if it's, you know, not if it's damaged, but if it's still, you know, saleable, you know, saleable. And, you know, as, as we used to like to call it at the store, uh, new shop, uh, newsstand mint. Yeah. You know, we took it out. Of, we took it out of the box the way that company sent it and, uh, and put, and put it on the shelf and that's what it looks like, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's new stair mint, newsstand mint. Sure. And uh, people are like, but it's got a thing here. He goes, yeah, that's part of the printing process. It's called mm -hmm. ink. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people just like to complain about everything. I just complain when I don't have, you know, enough uh, stacks of comic book to read. <laughs> that's going to stay with me forever now. <laughs> <coughs> poop stacks. Yeah. Poop, poop stacks. I'm going to have to have somebody make me a. Uh, a video Book. gift meme that I can just both boobs. Yeah. We're all guilty. Anybody who reads like that. Anybody that reads anything is guilty of that. Yeah. You know, what whether you read just like, you know, regular prose novels, there's there's probably like two or three on your nightstand. Mm -hmm. And you go from one to the other to the other. Yep. You know, depending on depending on your mood. Yeah. You know, what you want to read. So when are you estimating that uh, people would have these books in their hands? Well, the I, I'm stating July. Okay. But the um, campaign will be over in the middle of May. That's when we'll know our number. Uh, provided we don't run into any glitch or, you know, 
Varian being late. Uh, I'm hoping to have it out long before July, but I figured if I promise July and I deliver in June, then that that'll just make me look better. Yeah, most definitely. But I, this is this is a huge this is a huge undertaking here because it's you know you're not even there yet, and you you've already got like well over a you know close to 150 pages of story. Hun- yeah, uh, 120, 122, I think, right now. That doesn't count. There's, there's going to be a credits page. There's a content page inside of each cover. So mm-hmm. I haven't even I haven't even totally typeset that in, but I've got them laid out and ready to go because I'm not sure what's going to be on which side because I'm trying to keep it even. So you go in on one side, so many pages, and as close to that amount, you'll go in on the other side as well. So the, the division will be right about at the halfway point or as close as I can possibly make it. So, like I said, I'm having fun with the print file. Moving. Oh yeah. Four pages here, six pages there. It's like a big puzzle. It's fun. Just <laughs> one of the, one of those puzzles we used to have when we were kids that you know yeah. you'd, you'd get at the toy store and you had to slide all the page, all the all the squares around to uh, try to make the picture. Yep, you got it. And uh, right but here, I, I'm, is, I'm uh, looking forward to it. There's a uh, uh, two anniversary stories in it. I'm trying not to put any more anniversary stories in it. There is a small four-page Spank the Monkey story that I did that uh, is a lot of fun. Real quick uh, real quick story. There's a five-page Lindy Jack story that I did. Uh, as soon as we get 50 more backers, there'll be a HeroBot Zero story um, that I'll write that I'll try to find an artist for so that I'm not, you know, I, I don't want any one person to overpower the book. Mm-hmm. So right now I've got nine pages in the book um, myself. That's my That's my work. And uh, I, I really don't want to have a whole lot more than that because I want to get a, as big a variety as possible out there. Yeah, to make make it a showcase for as many uh, indie creators as you can. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And uh, I'm going to be looking forward to checking out uh, Glenn Fleming's uh, Hatch. Yeah, fun story. Yeah. Just just from this just from this one picture, I go, okay, that looks that looks cool. Like you know, like a news, almost like a newspaper strip. I would, you know, read, read as a kid back in the seventies or something. Yep. It's a silent strip. I I believe his is five pages long and Mm -hmm. it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's fun. No words needed. You can figure it out on your own. That's the whole part of the fun of doing comics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a big fan of the uh, three panel crimes over on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, he always does a great job on that. And, and I'm like, you know, my daughter wouldn't like it. You know, the 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 youngsters of the well, what's going on? Read it and find out. Yep. No, no. What what's happening? You know, instant gratification. I'm like, oh, <laughs> these kids would have killed themselves waiting like you know two months for a. Uh, an envelope full of pictures to come back. Yeah. We're only 13 backers away from adding another 10 pages. That's going to kick it up to 130, over 130 pages. Can't wait. We're willing to take this as far as it needs to go. Every 50 backers will add another 10 pages. So we're just... 
just keep climbing and climbing. Yep. Remember to, to follow the project. Just, just click right here and, uh, follow it. So you get all the, uh, all the updates that are going on and please, by all means, share it out on your Facebook, your Twitter, and you can use the, the link copy link right here to share it out on any other social media you use and, uh, get the word out on this. Cause we want as many people backing this as possible so we can get as many pages as possible. Yep. You know, cause at, at some point it could just be, you know, indie vote revolt. Literally a, tr literally a true stretch goal. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, you know, you know, it's, it can, you know, it, it can be hours upon hours of reading and ideal for home defense. Yes, there we are. So please share this out back this project. It's going to look uh, great on a bookshelf. It's going to look really good. Can't wait to, can't wait to hold a copy of myself in, in my hands. Oh yeah. And it's going to, it's going to look even, even better next to your favorite chair on, on top <laughs> of your uh, comic book. Comic the, poop stacks. The, the top of your book poop stack. Yes. Book poops. Remember, hashtag book poops. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I got to buy, I got to buy two covers because I got to have the mischievous cover and I got to have the Russ cover. Yeah. The Russ and the mischievous cover are together, but don't let that stop you from picking up one of each because that retro Ram cover, it's really going to be colorful. And then you see the Chris Scalf cover there with the jetpack girl. Mm -hmm. We have some. That's from the Retro Ram story. Mm -hmm. Some peaks inside. Yeah, and the Retro Ram and Mischievous haven't had new stories in about 20 years. So, uh, it And it's not like you have to have read any of the tales from the Anniverse before this in order to grasp the, the characters. So. And the, everything's meant to be enjoyed individually. And this is from A Traveler's Desire by yep. uh, J.R. Harris. Yep. Kind of like an Ant-Man. Uh, it's, it, it's a great story. You need to read it. It's really good. Well, I will, but I, I have to wait till at least June to read it. Yeah. And Ted Tired, Detective by uh, Jake Twisted. Yep. Twister. Twisted. Yeah. Did I, did I put a D on that? It's Twister. My, my mistake. He hasn't corrected me on that yet. So I'll have, yeah, to, you, I'll have to fix it. You've got it as T V I S T E D. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably supposed to be an R instead okay. of a D, but it is, a, it, it is a TV T V I S T. Oh, okay. Yeah. Twister. We call him stench. He's on the, um, on Indie Volt. We, we, we have a, uh, a little tag that uh, asks things that uh, Stinch says. Sometimes he, he says some pretty outlandish things in the chat. So we, we have a little video clip that we run. That's, that's funny. Stuff Stinch says. Yeah. And that's a sample of Russ's story. Yeah, his, his the, 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 amazing. The first minute I saw that, it just I'm thinking, man, that's like that's a cross between Dave Gibbons and Gil Kane. Look at that positioning and the use of basic shapes, and oh, it's just great, just just phenomenal. Really proud to have that story. Yeah, 
definitely be looking forward to reading that. And again, it's a rare opportunity to see Russ's work in black and white. Yeah, and it's even a rare opportunity to uh, not have to pay $35 for shipping from the UK. Yeah, true. So we want to thank Randy very much for joining us this evening on uh, Creators Outlet. We want to uh, get you all to jump over to the uh, the Indiegogo. The link is in the chat. It's also in the show notes. And uh, go go check it out for yourself. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff up there to take in. Uh, mm -hmm. You can pick one of the covers. You can pick both of the covers. I recommend both of the covers. Yep. And uh, there is a great retailer tier up there for retailers as well. Yep. Three of each cover sets, 75 bucks. We, and we really, we ask that you be a retailer on this. If you wanted to get uh, multiple copies of the book, did please buy one of the one of the higher tiers if you're not a retailer because we we really want them to pick up three of each so that they'll be able to have it and put it on their shelves and 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 sell it that way mm -hmm. uh, and, and give them a good discount so that they're getting a a, a bang for their buck yeah. so it's worth their time to put it in their shop yeah want to get more retailers involved in the mm -hmm. in the indie market absolutely so, do so they you know they have they have an excuse to you know, look this way to uh, get more stuff. Yes. Yep. And what else is coming in the future from Arrow Comics after this? Our next uh, crowdfunding book. This one's been really successful. Everybody's been telling me I need to collect the tales from the anniverse material mm -hmm. because that it hasn't just been in, uh, you know, Arrow Comics, Massive Comics. The mischievous tour or tier up there has uh, three Massive Comics tales from the anniverse books in there and that we've had short stories all over the place plus there's been a lot of people that have approached me already to do more short stories uh, inside uh the anniverse using those characters so it'll be a combination of old and a little new material as well we'll crowdfund that uh later probably at the end of this year if not the start of next but the real big thing for me right now is i've got production rolling on uh i'm hoping to do three books a month for the direct market as Arrow Comics. And uh, right off the bat, we're going to be doing HeroBot Zero, who's a three-foot-tall giant robot that fights large monsters. And he's got a bad attitude, the the, the main character does. Um, we'll be doing uh, probably a, a version of Revolt, only in 32-page chunks. And uh, that'll have new material in it as well. And also, uh, Only Death Can Save Us. We are uh, going to be running with that as 32-page uh, books for the retail, uh, for the direct market as well. And then I've got a couple of other books that I have in production and a, a couple of properties that I've had for decades that I've always wanted to get out there. Mm -hmm. That'll be coming along and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So for further information on that, as it becomes available, yeah, because a lot of this stuff's way off, we have to do everything's baby steps, one thing at a time. Yeah. So if you, if you, uh, you can contact or follow me on Facebook under Randy Zimmerman. You can follow the Arrow Comics 4.0 page over on Facebook as well. We're going to, uh, that's where we're going to be putting a lot of the artwork up. And the farther along Revolt goes, we'll be adding more artwork to that as well, or, or up on that as well. 
Um, we have an Arrow Comics 4.0 channel over on YouTube where I'll be uh, posting videos like the two videos here for the campaign are also posted over there. Mm-hmm. And we'll be post. I'll be posting more stuff. I used to have it as the Zim Geek channel, where I would do cartoon instructionals and talk about comics. But uh, we talk about comics so much on the Indie Volt program. I, I very rarely put up a, a, a new video anymore. So I'm going to use that for Arrow Comics and and as a soapbox sometimes because you know I, I like to rant uh, at times and to do an occasional cartoon instructional to show. Uh, people exactly how easy it is to draw your own cartoons using basic shapes. Good, I so, could use that. Oh, anybody, it. anybody can draw. That's that's what's cool. I, I used to teach it after school to um, frustrated kids. You know that uh, once you and you'd see that light bulb go off over their head. All I got to do is put a circle inside of a circle with it with another circle and a couple of lines, and here we go. This is a character. It's, once they realize how easy it is to do, then they start uh, dissecting their favorite characters and breaking it down or asking, you know, can we draw, let's draw Kenny, let's draw uh, Stewie, let's, you know, whoever. And we yeah, will my, sit there and daughter, break it down. My daughter draws a lot, but she doesn't like anybody to see anything she draws. Yeah. Uh, every, every once in a while, she'll she'll bring out something that she's worked on. Mm-hmm. And I gave her another art set last week that I won uh, from a friend of mine's uh auction and yeah i didn't want to give it up because it it it's a it's a star wars art set oh there you go and yeah it's like a big crayola thing it's got pencils pastels those those twisties the uh the good crayola markers and, and mm-hmm. plus it came with a bunch of comic book pages for star wars oh yeah and awesome. it's in the shape of the millennium falcon she she was like over the over the moon and started you know working on stuff she's like cool I'm, I'm taking the thing i was working on with me next time i come <laughs> i'll bring it back and and let you see it that's maybe, great maybe that's... i'm like okay thank you so much and how old is she uh 12 going on 20 oh there you go yeah yeah that's awesome that's a good age for that and she that's... she loves you know she likes like a lot of the manga and mm-hmm. you know off you know stuff like that and uh Drove, drove me nuts for about a, a year with her uh, over the moon obsession with Steven Universe. Well, um, well, they all go through phases. Yeah, and know? and yeah. now that's that's so like <laughs> last year, and uh, it's onto something else. But she she likes yeah. like she likes like the mang the manga stuff, and she got a she got a couple of art book manga art books, you know, for Christmas, and you know she's she you know for. For a twelve-year-old, she's an amazing artist, but she, she, you know, she doesn't think she is. Well, right at that, right at that age too, is the time that they start figuring out um, their emotions and their means of expression. And being artistic like that is a great way to vent and to get those emotions out and get them out on paper. It's very therapeutic. That's why I see a lot of uh, art therapy, a lot more art therapy uh, now than there there's ever been because they're figuring out how important it is for the kids to be artistic and to be creative. And it's uh, uh, art and music are always the first two programs that disappear from schools. And those are the two major programs to teach the kids to start thinking outside of the box, mm-hmm. you know, and to be creative. And it's so important to get kids rolling in that direction as much as you possibly can. So, you know, kudos to you for uh, getting your daughter uh, involved artistically. 
yeah, she 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 likes it. She's very she's very good at it, and mm -hmm. you know, and but you know, doesn't think so. Yeah, you know, like like many other you know professional artists. Yes. Oh, this is terrible. I should just throw this out. You know, artists and guitar players, right? Guitar, guitar players are artists. Yeah. Just using a different instrument. Yeah, just just a, just a different paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's a way to it's a way to get your emotions out. That's some of the best some of the best songs out there. The emotional ones. Oh yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. So I I'm very I'm very excited about this. Uh, Me know, too. It, yeah. As 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 soon as uh, some somebody around the Washington area you know gives me that uh, that stimulus check, I will be <laughs> uh, I will be grabbing my two covers. Awesome. Good to and, know. And I will uh, I will be looking forward to this, and of course we'll be we'll be spreading the love on all our social media for this. Yeah, and you know, love that too. Uh, just just remember, after the sixty days, when this uh, when this campaign is over, we're not bringing this back. I'm not going to be offering this as another uh, uh, as another tier later. I don't plan on overprinting very much on this, so I won't be offering it in any further campaigns. Once it's done, it's done. And it's out there. And all of these stories are the property because this is what Arrow Comics firmly believes. Anything we print isn't ours. It's the creators, the people who did the work. It's their, uh, their, it's their work now to do with whatever they need to. I mean, I own, I own the likenesses for Mischievous and Retro Ram, and those will go into the, um, those are will be part of the anniverse, uh, you know, from here on. But the the other properties, the other IPs out there, the other creations, the short stories, all the properties of the creators. Hashtag Creator Rome Comics. Yes, very much so. So this is going to be an awesome project, and it's or it's already a nice big fat book. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to get bigger. I can't it's, wait. It's yeah. going to get bigger. 13 uh, more, 13 more backers. And there's another 10 pages. That's a hero about zero book. So I got to start finding me an artist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it's, it's not going to be varying. He's going to, he's going to be filled up and oh, up just trying to yep. get his own story out there. Exactly. Yep. And uh, he's got to work up tipsy. Yeah. He's, he's got to. You know? And then at 200 backers, of course, there's that story from Pops, and that's going to be Crom the Troll going to hell. I believe he's got him doing. Crom goes, be, to, Crom Crom goes, goes to, to hell. Crom goes to hell. <laughs> oh. And uh, you, will, you will hear more about that and Indie Volt Revolt all this weekend on CromCon. Yes. Because Pops wants his story in there. Mm hmm. And I'll, I'll be on at 8.30 on Saturday night. I believe at 8 o'clock, Luke Stone will be on. He's the guy who does the hybrids. Oh, yes. And he might have a very interesting announcement at, so, uh, on his segment as well. So and then make we'll, sure you're there. We'll talk again about the revolt. Luke's going to have at least one story in, in revolt as well. So it's awesome. coming. Yep. Awesome. I'm excited for this. Good. And uh, we w we wish you all the best, and hopefully this comes out like a like a phone book. Hope so. Yeah. You know, Thank or, you so much. Or, or at least like a Marvel's Essential. You know. Get. Yeah. You know, but, I, I would have I would have no qualms if this came out at like five hundred pages. Oh, that would be crazy. But uh, yeah, if if that happened, that that would be insane. That would mean a lot of backers. But uh, the also the thing to to 
uh, think about on this is this isn't going to be printed on newsprint like the essentials or the showcase presents. This is all going to be on white 60 pound paper with a 110 pound gloss stock around it. Like you're like a graphic novel with the, it'll be nice quality work, great quality printing. The printer is 40 minutes away from my house. We're going to have it done at comics wellspring or, or uh, Greco printing. Nice. And uh, can't can't wait to turn that print file over to them because they've always done a, a, an incredible job for me when it comes to print on demand product. So can't wait. Like I keep saying, can't wait to get this book done and, and in your hands. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And and be, and because it's going to be full of a bunch of short stories from various people, uh, this could be on. On, you know your book poops that for uh, many years to come. Hope so. Yeah. You know, I hope everybody reads it. So it, it, it goes from the book poop stack to the bookshelf and then gets pulled off of the bookshelf uh, once, once, maybe twice a year or so just to be enjoyed. Yeah. Pull it back yeah. out, read it, read a story again and, and, you know, go back. Yeah. You know, so uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Randy for coming on and talking to us tonight. Don't forget, uh, Afterwards, you can find the audio downloadable version of this show on ageofradio.org. Just scroll down and look look for the cartoony version of me with my uh, head blowing up. <laughs> you know, because yes. every, every time I talk to somebody in the business, you know, my mind is blown about something. So there we go. You know, because I, I had to double check because Pops was like, yeah, I'm writing a story. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, really, he is. Go, no, really, he is. Yeah, oh, really, really, he is. is. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. That's at two hundred backers too, so it's going to be uh, an adventure getting there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to be uh, pushing that all weekend long. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to write a story. If you let me, go back yeah. to the book. <laughs> exactly. So this will this will be great. We're look, I'm looking forward to it. I love the covers. Thank you. And uh, it all looks wonderful. And I'm gonna be excited to have this this summer. Well, my air conditioning is cranking. I can relax in my chair <laughs> when my great. apartment's 50 degrees, like a fridge. And, ah, uh, there you go. And uh, settle down and read this book. Yeah. Yep. So. Be fun. So uh, thank you, and we will see you uh, this weekend at CromCon, yeah. uh, Saturday night, 8.30. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I do. Good talking to you. Thank you.